Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. We can't climb that mountain. We can't make ourselves right with God without Jesus. And thank God that we don't have to. And whatever that thing is, if you're trying to do it on your own, it's not going to happen. But if you begin or you decide to do it with the Lord, then perhaps there can truly be breakthrough. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. It has been said that God always wants to take us from where we are to where he wants us to be. But in order for that to happen, there must be a breakthrough. That godly breakthrough will always take you to a better place and make you more of the person God created you to be. Is that the kind of breakthrough you desire in your life? Do you desire a godly breakthrough in your marriage, in your finances, in your faith, or in some other area of your life? The hope of this series of sermons is that you will experience God's breakthrough in all of the areas of your life that are falling short. His breakthrough often won't bring what we want. Instead, it will bring better than we could ever imagine. Our prayer is through this series you will be able to experience a breakthrough that takes you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Please enjoy the message. Now today we are continuing in, in this series that's entitled Breakthrough. And in, in this series today, this series is really about us breaking through. And today we're talking about conquering giants. And we're talking about being here and getting to there. That's really what this series is about. That God has you here and there's something in the way that's keeping you from getting to there. Now one of the most utilized waterways in the world is the Suez Canal. And currently, at this very moment, it is being blocked by a giant ship that is known as the Ever Ever Given. Ever Given, a very odd name. There's a, on the side of this ship, is there another, is, there's another name that's Evergreen, but that's the actual organization. The ship's name is the Ever Given. And due to a storm, a sandstorm, and high winds, this ship was turned in such a way that it came aground in the Suez Canal. And so now, hundreds of ships are being blocked from entering into the canal and breaking through that waterway to the other side. Um, and you have 13% of all the merchant traffic that on, on the sea goes through the Suez Canal. 10% of all the oil that is transported in, a, in our world on the, on, waterway, on the water, through the waterways, goes through this particular waterway. And so you've got a situation in which there are groups of people that are trying to get through, but they can't. They can't. They, they, they have contracts that they are trying to honor with other companies, and they can't honor those contracts. They have jobs that they are responsibilities that they are trying to fulfill, that they can't fulfill those responsibilities. They have lives that they are just wanting to get on with, and they cannot get on with their lives because this giant ship that if stood up end over end would be taller than the Empire State Building is in the way, and they need a breakthrough. And it's, it's my belief that I would say most, if not all of us, have something very similar in our lives, some sort of an impediment that's keeping us from living the life that God is calling us to live in some particular area of our life. And maybe it relates to your emotions, maybe it relates to your relationship, maybe it relates to just you living out your faith. Whatever it is, there's this huge impediment that is keeping you from getting from here to there. And this series is about getting us 
through that, to have a breakthrough. And at the end of the sermon, as is going to be the case with every one of these sermons, is where I have elders available on the side after the sermon, during worship that you can go to, you can pray with, you can share some of that concern that you got, you can maybe get encouragement from them, and because we want to pray with you, we want to encourage you, we want you to have a breakthrough. We want you to become more of the person that God has created you to be, but this thing in your life has to be removed. There has to be a breakthrough. And in the passage of scripture that we are looking at today, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, the story of David and Goliath, the Israelite people are dealing with a great impediment to them becoming the people that God is calling them to be. That God has a covenant with them that they need to honor. That God has responsibilities for them that they cannot live out. That they have lives that they need to get on with, but there is a giant people, the Philistines, and there is one giant that is head and shoulders above all the other giants. And they can't get through, his name is Goliath, and they can't get through to experience what it is that God has for them. They cannot get through to live out the rest of the life that God has for them until that impediment is removed. That impediment is gone. And so where we pick up in our passage of Scripture is at a valley. And David, who is just a boy at this point, comes to, the, comes to the Israelite camp where the Philistines are on the other side of the valley. And in the middle, there is a, Goli- there's a man named Goliath who has been taunting them for 40 days and 40 nights, just continually talking all kinds of trash to them. And David comes into the camp. And this is where our passage of scripture picks up. David reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines. They were facing each other. And then the text goes on. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies and ran to the battle lines and greeted his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, who he had not yet heard of, who he, at least he had not yet heard him, came out from his lines, and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. I love these last three words here of this verse. David heard it. Because finally there was somebody who heard it. I mean, the other people heard it, but they didn't really hear it. And for us, my question for you is, are you hearing it? Are you hearing what God is really trying to say to you? Because you're here, God's wanting you to get there, and there's got to be a breakthrough, but until you finally hear it, there's not going to be the breakthrough that needs to happen in your life. There's not going to be that thing that needs to be taken down, that impediment that needs to be removed until you finally hear it. And David heard it, and he's looking around at all the, all the people that are with him, and he's wondering, what is going on? Aren't, are, are, none of, are none of the rest of you hearing it? Now, Goliath was indeed a man that was very intimidating. Does anybody know who the tallest man who ever lived was? You can write it on the comments online if you know. Anybody know? Robert Wadlow. Robert Wadlow lived to be eight feet, he grew to be eight feet, 11 inches tall. The center for the Denver Nuggets is Nikola Jokic, and he is seven feet tall. Goliath was two feet taller than him. Robert Wadlow was a little less than that, but he was almost two feet taller than them. And Goliath was taller than Robert Wadlow. The scripture gives us this description of Goliath. He was nine feet plus tall. 
He had a bronze helmet, which would have been incredibly heavy, a 200-pound coat of armor, bronze leggings, a javelin several inches thick, and then he had a 25-pound iron spearhead on top of the javelin. He was unbelievably intimidating, and every day he walked out into that valley and he said something along these lines, let's settle this fight one-on-one, winner takes all, we'll spare the... We'll spare the entire army from fighting if your best man kills me. The Philistines will be your slaves. If I kill him, you'll be the Philistines' slaves forever. I defy the armies of Israel. You're cowards to take me on. Send a man who will fight with me. I mean, his trash talk made even the best trash talkers in sports look like Mother Teresa. He's saying, come on out here. I'm going to kill you. And if you want what you want, then you're going to have to kill me. And when the Israelites saw this man, there was great fear. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope that this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we'd love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. Do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed at a local church. Because it's here that we met Jesus, and He changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We would love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. And again, those Sunday service times are at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Now let's get back to our program. So what is the giant in your life? What is that great impediment for you? Where does, what is that thing that's keeping you from having breakthrough? Often it's associated with our emotions such as fear. But let me ask you a few questions that might help you to figure out what that thing is for you. What is challenging your faithfulness to God? The Israelites, their faithfulness to God was incredibly challenged in this instance what is tempting you to compromise your faith what is stretching you beyond all your capabilities what is causing you stress and anxiety what is striking fear into your heart often when it comes to the answer to these questions it can relate to a circumstance that we're dealing with a person that we're trying to trying to develop some sort of a relationship with or some sort of a healthy rapport with, or perhaps it's even a good opportunity that's ahead of us. It it might be an indebtedness that we can't repay, a disease that we can't cure, an addiction that we can't overcome, a disability that we can't erase. Or maybe it is an intimidating boss who scares us, a cynical professor who confuses us, a domineering mother-in-law (laughs) <laughs> who demeans us. Hey, my, my mother, I'm good. I'm good here. I, she leaves me alone. I leave her alone. It's great. Or maybe even a child who is seemingly controlling you. Or maybe it's something good. A promotion that you aren't sure you are ready for. A relocation 
that you aren't sure you can handle, an evangelistic opportunity that you aren't sure you can take advantage of, a ministry that we aren't sure we have time to help within. And again, coming back to the Israelites, when it comes to the giants in our lives, all giants seem to create fear within us. And so what is that thing striking fear within you? Well, well, in this particular case with David, he looks around and then he says these words, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And I love this, the armies of the living God. He, He looks out at them and he sees an army. And his friends, his family, they look up and down that line and they just see an army. But when David looks out there, he sees an army and he sees an army with God. He has a totally different perspective on this situation. And your perspective of the giants in your life is connected to the success that you will have against those particular giants. Have any of you here ever lost a contact lens? Any of you online? Oh yeah, a lot of, a lot of you, you're, you're, you don't even, yeah, more, more than I can count probably, more than I can count. How many of you ever had a kid who lost a contact lens? I mean, that's, that's got to be frustrating. A few of you maybe, a few of you online probably. I heard about a boy who lost a contact lens in his backyard. And it was no, he spent 30, 40 minutes trying to find that contact lens. And then he finally went inside to his mom and he said, Mom, I'm so sorry, I've lost this contact lens. And she said, well, that's all right. I'll go out there and see if I can find it. A few minutes later, she comes in and she says, I found your contact lens. And he said, well, how'd you, how'd you do it? And she said, well, you were looking for a contact lens, but I was looking for $250. (laughs) So you see, perspective often is connected to success. Perspective matters. And when it comes to what we are doing for the Lord, perspective is incredibly important because you just can't get caught up in the mountain you can't get caught focusing on the mountain in front of you you got to look at the mountain mover above you that you can't just focus on the problem you have to focus on the promises that God has given you to overcome the problems you can't just get caught up in the in Pharaoh's army that's coming at you from behind you got to look at the Red Sea that is in front of you that God has parted you can't just focus on the lions that you're being thrown to that have been starved to devour you you got to focus on the angels that are coming to save you it's all about perspective and David's perspective was there's an army here's an army with God and so what is your perspective on your life Do you have a perspective of there's a person, I'm a person, and we're just going to roll the dice and see how this works out? There's an impediment there that I need to have a breakthrough on, and I just need to do the best I can to get through it? Or is it there's something there, I know I can't get through it on my own, like that song we sang just a few minutes ago, Living Hope. We can't climb that mountain. We can't make ourselves right with God without Jesus. And thank God that we don't have to. And whatever that thing is, if you're trying to do it on your own, it's not going to happen. But if you begin or you decide to do it with the Lord, then perhaps there can truly be breakthrough. And as the text goes on, what David said was overheard and reported to Saul. 
And Saul and David had a relationship prior to this, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not about to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a boy, and he has been fighting, he's been a fighting man from his youth. Saul is, a, Saul is an expert in fighting, in, in war, and he's advising David to not take on this giant. If you read earlier in the text, Eliab, David's brother, does the same thing. You will have well-meaning people in your life, perhaps even experts, who will tell you, do not try to take that problem on. Don't try to have that breakthrough. Instead, just give up on the marriage, just file the bankruptcy, just quit the job, just keep your faith to yourself, just do church by yourself. Just exaggerate the numbers on your taxes. It's not a big deal. Well-meaning people will tell you that. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day. If you'd like to become a partner of ours, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website at valleyviewcc.com. It's there that you can click on the Give tab, and then you can designate your gift to go to the Hope for the Day ministry. And we would love it if you would partner with us in this way, and I know many others would as well. If you are in the Denver metropolitan area, We wouldn't want you to just be a supporter of ours. We want you to attend one of our services in person to be a part of the experience that we have here at Valley View Christian Church. We offer three service times on Sunday at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And it's at each one of these services that we record the messages that you hear here on Hope for the Day. Now let's get back to today's broadcast. When I was about to propose to my wife, Laura, my mother advised me on numerous occasions to not do it. She did not want me to get engaged. And we went round and round and round about it, and I'm sorting it all out with her. And eventually I just said, you know, I just... I can't listen to you. And then even the night that I proposed to her, we walk into this little gathering that we had as a family to celebrate get this engagement. The first thing she says to me is, you sure, you sure are young to be getting married? And I'm like, I'm almost 30. What are you talking about? What's going on? I'm not 20. I'm almost like, what do you, what do you mean? And then at my ordination, I'm at my ordination, my family, they come to my ordination, and one of the first family members walks in and says, you just had to be a preacher, didn't you? You just had to be a preacher. And I still have family come to me, even up to this day. So are you, so you about done with that church thing? Are you going to go, were you ready? Are you done with that? Are you going to go do something else? And I'm like, sweet God, sweet Jesus. Like, what family have you born me into? 
but I can't listen to them. Because if I listen to them, then I can't listen to him. Yeah. Yeah? If, I, if I'm trying to do what they want me to do, then I can't do what he wants me to do. And you will have well-meaning people in your life who will say, don't do it. Don't go for it. Don't try to have that breakthrough. Because if you do, don't do it. Because if you try, you're going to fail. And on your own, you might fail. But you're not on your own. You've got a God who loves you and he cares for you and he gave his son for you and he placed his spirit within you who is with you. And David knew that. And so David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear or a bear came and carried off a sheep and from the flock and I went after it and I struck it and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair and I struck it and, I, and he killed it. And so David is saying, hey, I've got, I've got success. I've had some victories. And then Saul goes on and Saul dressed him in his armor. And, and imagine a scene in which this little peewee football player just comes out of a tent with, with NFL shoulder pads and an NFL helmet. I mean, it just isn't going to fit. And, and David is saying, this isn't going to work. I, I can't wear this. And he took them all off. But David didn't need Saul's equipment. David just needed the Lord's empowerment. And I guess if I was to say anything about whatever it is that you need to take on, what you need to go after to get from here to there, is that you, may, you don't need another conference. You don't need another book. You probably don't even need to sit down and get more counsel. You just need the Lord. And you need to be willing to go forward with him. But as we look at this text, there's some lessons that we have learned, and there's some lessons that we will learn. Okay, as the story fleshes out. The first one that we've already learned is this, and this is so important when it comes to taking on giants, when it comes from going to here to there, is that we have to have the right motive. Because often the motive is about, if we were to be really honest, a little more notoriety, a little bit bigger name, maybe even a little bit more affluence. David he wrote approximately 150 psalms, 150 or so psalms, okay? In those psalms, do you know how many times he mentioned Goliath? Zero. If it was me, it would have been like every other psalm. I would have been like, dude, this just reminds me of that time I had Goliath in the valley. I, that, 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 the weather, this weather, it was just like that day in the valley. I, it, been, I'd be bringing it back every chance I got. But David's motive wasn't himself. Again, he was about serving the Lord. He's saying, who is this Philistine out there coming after the living God? And much later in life, he even advises his son with some similar advice to have the right motive. He says this, and you, Solomon, my son, you serve him, God, with your whole heart, wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind for the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. And he's saying, go after God. Go after what God has for you, but have the right motive in doing it. The second lesson that we learned from David in taking on giants is this, is put your confidence in God and not, not in yourself. He, he said this in the text about the bear and the lion. 
He said, the Lord rescued me from the hand of the Philistine. Well, rescued me from the hand of the Philistine because the Lord already rescued me from the paw of a lion and the paw of a bear. God, God has a pattern of showing up in his life in great ways. And David, he started with a bear, he went to a lion, and now he's graduating up into a Goliath, a giant. That's his testimony. And giant killers always build on past successes. My help comes from the Lord, David wrote, the maker of heavens, heaven and earth. And he knew that to be true because he had experienced that again and again and again. And he was building on the past successes that he has had. And that's the way his mind was wired. It's like putting. If you, if you stand over a putt on a course, you're about five feet away and you're standing there and you're trying to read the putt and you're trying to line it up and you're just thinking, I don't know if I can make this, I don't know if I can make this, I don't know if I can make this, you're probably not gonna make it. But if you get up to that putt and you're thinking, wow, you know what, I made this putt 10 times when we were practicing before we came out. I made this putt 15 times before we came out. You know what, you're gonna have a much better chance of making that putt. And we need to rewire our mind. Well, unfortunately, we have to bring today's message to a close. But my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church every Sunday? And if you're here in the Denver metropolitan area, we'd love to have you attend one of our Sunday services at Valley View Christian Church. We have Sunday service times at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And we'd love to have you come and attend one of those services and be with us. And I, Pastor Philip Holland, would love to meet you in person. And also remember that the Hope for the Day broadcast is available on your favorite podcast provider. So we look forward to having you again with us on Hope for the Day.